Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Dan Fonts Talks Metal. I have Chris Wiseman from the bands Shadow of Intent and Currents. Uh, Chris, how are you, man? How's everything going? I'm well. Awesome. I am good. I'm going to turn on all your music videos in the background because it looks cool, which I forgot to do. There we go. Look at that. Sweet. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing today? I know there are tons of Shadow of Intent and Currents fans in the chat. True shots here. Your new single's great, by the way. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> hey, now. So anyway, Chris, how's everything been? You know, got a lot of downtime the last year, so I'm sure you've been writing, recording. I know you got into streaming as well, which was cool to see. Um, but yeah, so what have you been up to mostly? Yeah, every everything's been pretty great, uh, unexpectedly. Yeah. That's but good. Just, yeah, just uh, production work pretty much fills up most of my weeks, and then the the little cracks. Been doing, you know, some writing, some uh, what what else? Uh, practicing, practicing, practicing school. a lot. Yeah, exercising. That's good I'm too. Going to the gym again because on on tour, I I start uh, bloating up a little bit. So I've actually had that'll happen. A right? Solid a solid year almost uh, in a few months since the gym's opened. Oh, that's good. So I'll catch up on where I was at. Yes, I'm, I'm actually yeah probably in better shape than ever. That's uh, good. In some respects. Hell yeah. And, uh, yeah. Other other than that, uh, yeah, production writing practice all yeah. the above. And then you got into like streaming on Twitch too, a little oh, bit. Mike Cabudo said, "Can I come up?" Is, oh my! Oh, my I think or... the volume. I can do it up on my end. Do that? Yeah, That'd yeah, yeah. Hold on one sec. Desktop. Check, check. Hey, hey. All right, there we go. That should be good. Hello. Is that how good, guys? guys? Mike, how do I sound? Caputo, tell us. Tell us like Rain Supreme said. Nailed it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. It's a little better. It's a little better. <laughs> Nothing's oh, ever good enough for you, Caputo. I'm kidding. You sweetheart. Uh, as everyone knows, if you have any questions that come to mind during this entire stream, you can ask them in the chat. Uh, obviously, be respectful. Uh, don't go. Don't get out of line. You never do. Um, but yeah, so how was it streaming? I mean, are you going to come back to Twitch, you think? You know, I have no plans as of yet. Um, but you know, I think I think about like what I can do to make it special. But it definitely, yeah, I hear you. Um, it's it's hard to uh, you know delegate your time to certain things and like see. A lot of the things I do just have such immediate payoffs, and Twitch is just such like a long, a long haul to like get be. somewhere with it um yeah is it so part of it is my own impatience with it <laughs> um but i mean there's something to be said like if i'm just want to catch up with people it makes sense to do it if i just want to share what i'm doing it makes sense to do it but yeah, as far yeah. as like blocking off time to do it um versus other things i could be doing it doesn't currently make a whole lot of sense I get it. Um, it's definitely a grind. And and so I'll leave his name out of it, but um, 
this uh, a friend from like a pretty big band who's been doing Twitch, and he is uh, doing like making a lot of money from Twitch. And I looked at like his Twitch stats, and they were like similar or lower to what I was doing. But he he just has it set up where people tip a lot, and mm. I guess I'm not super into me personally like like making a living from tips yeah i like to if you i not that it's wrong for anyone to do it just for me it just uh doesn't quite align with like my mental system of how to do things oh i totally get it and i agree i've had like people like that are involved with twitch or stream on twitch as well like tell me like yo you should do like a donation thing where like you know if bands want you to play their song on stream and critique it this and that you know make them you know submit a song for like three five dollars i'm like i can't i can't do that like if someone wants to tip me thank you like it means a lot like you don't have to but i don't think i can really uh do that you know what i'm saying like i i just can't yeah. like i do like a music stream like every saturday mostly and i i post everywhere like yo if you're in a band you want me to check out your band isn't that stop by you know uh, uh post a link in the chat and we'll jam the song and I'll, I'll give you my if you want my honest opinion or something or like any insight anything like that i'm totally cool with doing it like you don't have to you don't gotta sub you don't gotta you don't gotta tip me you know what i'm saying like i, I don't yeah. i don't it doesn't matter that much to me like if you want to sub to the channel it's great you know I do appreciate it a lot. I mean, mostly any money I make off the channel is really, it literally goes back into uh, paying my friend Sean to make all these cool graphics and the layout and stuff like that. And uh, also um, even subbing to my friends' channels and stuff like that. I just give it back mostly. So when yeah. I really look at it all at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not even profiting, which is perfectly fine with me. Um, but yeah, it's just like any money I do make literally just goes back into it because I like to keep things fresh. I like to have like new layouts, like for the podcast that you see here, like I have different backgrounds, I have different things. Um, even for other streams that I do, I'm always trying to keep things fresh looking. So, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not good with Photoshop at all. I don't know how to use it, you know? So my friend, Sean comes in handy. Yeah. <laughs> I got this, uh, free or cheap app called photoscape x and i like okay. briefly learned a little bit how to use it but it's really? like how do i get photoshop without paying a subscription <laughs> yeah. and this was like youtube's result and i like used it for like a day or two i'm like yeah i could do this and i haven't touched it since no. but uh maybe you know i i do want to uh be able to like post like spotify or youtube whatever graphics for the bands yeah exactly like make little things so it's easy to I think, use too i think yeah i think i could figure it out if i spend a little time with it which yes goes a long way because it's just nice content you don't have to bother a graphic designer and say hey i'll give you 50 bucks to tell people this song got a million plays <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe, maybe i don't want to pay 50 <laughs> yeah yeah i know what you mean though <laughs> yeah. it's like let me, can I just put that text on my album cover? Yeah. <laughs> and post just, that? <laughs> I'd rather just know how to do it. And, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a good skill to have. 
No, that is good. Um, I'm going to have to download that, actually. Yeah, and Andy Marsh actually has Photoshop because he is, you know, a machine. And he's like, yeah, I learned how to use it this year. Really? It's like, are you like a long-time graphic designer? He's like, no, I just just learned it. Literally just learned it. I should. Yeah, he he can learn anything. Yeah, dude, Andy Marsh is, uh, yeah, he's a machine. Yeah, more machine than man. (laughs) So, anyway, let's go back in time a little bit here. Um, So... Who got you into playing guitar growing up? How did you get into it all? Uh, it was Guitar Hero 3. Guitar Hero 3? Hell yeah. Um, my <laughs> older brother showed me Guitar Hero 3, and everyone was like, oh, you should check out this game. And I didn't listen to rock or metal, anything oh. like that. I liked uh, the Beatles. And okay. So is that what you kind of like got into early on? More classic rock? I was, not really. Like The Beatles no? was like... We just had like a few CDs lying around. So I would just listen oh, okay. to the same three Beatles CDs or just listen to nothing or, or just like the radio. Yeah. Like kind I, of whatever was on. Yeah. But I didn't like no bands or like rock culture or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just like people, what people at school listen to the radio. Yeah. Uh, well, so what would be on this yeah. was in middle school when I started even listening to the radio usher was on. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lincoln Park had a few singles on, which oh, yeah. were cool. That was standout for me. Kryptonite by Three Doors Down was out. Just like, dude, yes. Ran- I used to love Three Doors Down. Songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't really know anything about music, except, you know, I, I was playing piano and cello. So I like kind of knew classical. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah. In but, middle uh, school? Yeah. I, I started cello in middle school, started piano early elementary school. Um, but Guitar Hero, which made me actually passionate and interested in music. Wow. And that's um, when you, and then you were starting to hear those songs. Yeah. I right. Like, I got to play guitar. I got to play guitar. It's so much cooler than uh, <laughs> cello. Cello is so uncool in comparison. It's so no, uncool. Offense other, no offense to other cello players. Yeah. So guitar really caught you. Absolutely. Right. Um, my friend had the Line 6 Spider 3. Oh, yeah. yeah I had a Spider 2. <laughs> I need I need this this is the sound I've been looking for. And then after two years I'm like, all right, I guess it doesn't sound that good. I'll I'll get something else. But it lasted me a while. Honestly the line six did. I had a spider two head and it lasted me a spider while. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mine's I don't know even know where mine is to be honest. But it started like the speaker would like blow out at certain volumes or something. Something's wrong. Yeah. With it. I I haven't played through an amp since 2012 i want to say it's really? been almost 10 years well just like i kind of have like if i'm on guitar center they have amps lying around shore yeah i get that house, but like for my own personal use if i'm in my studio i'm using the computer di if mm-hmm. i'm at a show i'm using xfx XFX. Um, yeah, yeah like i don't, I don't it makes it. it so much easier yeah did you ever run into issues with that at shows sometimes back when i used power amps i would Mm. run into issues but ever since i just went direct into the pa it's it's been the greatest easiest thing in the world (laughs) yeah like i've had power amps blow out or not get loud enough Mm -hmm. or amps were just heavy too like amps and tabs together it's the worst thing ever yeah literally uh, why would i carry that when i can just plug you know, in 
Roll, yeah, roll, roll this. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Did you have a, Josh had a good question. Do you have a favorite Guitar Hero 3 song? Was there like one song that you always loved? Yeah, to I mean, one by Metallica. Yeah. I, I probably would be that. But um, there's obviously so many great ones. There's Cliffs of Dover. There is uh, Knights of Sidonia. There was, that was good uh, Stricken, Disturbed, Raining Blood Slayer, you know. Oh, it, yeah, had it, was, they ha- it really did have everything. That's so what were you like some of your earlier influences you would you say when getting into guitar was it just everything you were hearing on guitar yeah, hero 100 percent guitar hero, 100% guitar hero. Metallica, yeah. metallica and slipknot took the forefront though easily oh yeah definitely metallica, slipknot can switch engage all of them uh and that's when you started like a little bit is that someone showed me that they weren't on guitar hero 3 and no. uh machine head machine head dude fuck yeah is that when you like started like getting their cds were you yeah i i got cd i got onto cds pretty soon after that i got for christmas master puppets ride the lightning before that at the library they had the black album and death magnetic death came out so death magnetic to me is like one of my all-time favorite metallica albums and metal albums just because it's one of the first ones i heard that's right. A lot of people don't like it that much, but to I me, it's good. it's a staple. It's like a metal staple. It's a great uh, fucking album. Yeah, big fan of Death Magnetic. If you haven't heard Metallica's Death Magnetic, anybody in chat, you should go it. listen to it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Metallica was like the main. Was the main one. Yeah. The top. Yeah easily the top for a long time so i'm sure you started downloading tabs and shit like that did you print out tabs at all back then yeah i did I a lot. <laughs> the, hyph- the hyphenated ones oh, okay. you know the uh, the microsoft word yeah number hyphen hyphen the not- yeah 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 i didn't like have like the pro yeah not the know, pro yeah pro. i didn't get guitar pro for a long time yeah now no, that i, I have guitar pro i love it it's fantastic but That's uh funny before that you know it was just dude i used to go to like mx tabs i think it was mx tabs everything and i got was a guitar ultimate guitar.com pretty much yeah ultimate guitar too i would just like print out like because i started playing guitar when i was how old was i how old were we in in ninth grade 13 Ye- right i always forget uh, i i turned 15 was it 15 yeah um, yeah 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 Right? I, I can't 14, fucking remember. <laughs> I was 14 for a few months of ninth grade. Yeah. 15 for months. Yeah, that's like when I started playing guitar. So I just used to print out so mm-hmm. many fucking tabs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Learn everything. Yeah, ninth grade for me as well. Uh, I should pretty much starting ninth grade. Yeah. That's rad. <clears throat> so were you in any bands before like your current bands, Currents and Shadow of Intent? I was in loads, yeah. Loads. Um, what was none that, none that anyone would have heard of, unless the only one that got like any. When I say significant, I mean like in the hundreds of thousands of plays was yeah. uh, called the words we use. Um, um, the words we use. I feel like yeah, I... and it was the music was. So the band existed long before me. They had an, like uh, an EP out before me. Oh, this looks yeah. familiar. It was um, 
the the EP was produced by Chango, so you could compare it to Memphis Mayfire and Sleeping with Sirens, that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then one of and the then, songs had Kellen Quinn on it. Yep. Yep. Okay. And so this so that is was a band. that was without me. I uh, gotcha. And then I came in for that second EP and oh. made that one. Um, Damn, I got I, that logo looks very familiar. Was the band based in Connecticut? Yep. It was yeah. okay. Do you know Strangers to Wolves? Strangers to Wolves? That yeah, sounds so not. familiar. They did, they did like a tour. Like I literally only played one oh, show. Oh, I do remember band. this band. Yeah, After I'm looking at the they art. For a year. They, they did a tour together. But yeah, oh. I did. Really, we basically, <laughs> we just uh, met up every Sunday. Yeah. Played like a few songs. Eight. And like discuss what guest vocalist we were gonna get for, <laughs> what guest vocalist is gonna make us blow up the, the most. Uh, <laughs> and eventually we got Mikey Sawyer. <laughs> Wait, was he the uh, vocalist? No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Bro, guest he, vocalist, he, guest vocalist. Yeah, my yeah. bad, my bad. No, right. uh, the vocalist on the EP I did, there were two. There's a screamer named Andrew Evans, and the mm. singer is named Miami Dolphin. And Miami Dolphin. Wait. Now. Wait works uh for joey sturgis tones the Wait, that's his name company. yes that is on his birth certificate wow yeah no one believes it but um it's true. miami dolphin yep dude what <laughs> yep yeah my so miami's still active in the music scene he's just doing the audio thing that is joey such sturgis. a rad name <laughs> and, he, and he was with ale at urm for a while as well damn um, and he interned for this pop punk guy named Andy Black. I want to say Andy did Stage Champs records or something. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, Miami's still involved in music. It's awesome. That's rad. Um, hooks me up with the Joy Sturgis stuff. Um, <laughs> the packs. And uh, yeah, but that basically, I joined that band within two weeks of joining Currents. Oh. I, I, I had joined both bands around the same time. But okay. I didn't. I didn't actually tell either of them that I joined either for like the first month or two, <laughs> because I was afraid they wouldn't want me in their band if they knew I was in another band. Yeah. And a few weeks before that, I started show intent with Ben, and by started, I mean we recorded really? uh, our our EP. But um, wow. we Ben and I had been playing show intent for a long time. We met in two thousand twelve. Um, yeah, wow. nine years, about nine years almost to the day is when oh, Ben shit. and I met. Um, That's rad. I didn't know like you started the Shadow of Intent project right around when you joined Currents. Yeah, it and was like That's crazy. the December, and then I met up with Currents the January. So it was literally all three bands like happened pretty simultaneously. That's fucking um, rad. But before that, I had bands called Fallen to the Undead, Look to Orion, Senseless. Uh, Drifter played one show with Drifter. Yeah, bands like I started were like Look to Orion, Fall into the Night, and Senseless. Um, and then there were a lot of like, there were two bands that never really became bands. They were kind of mm-hmm. like just like kind of initial studio projects. I associated myself with one was called Dark Matter, mm-hmm. one was called Obsession. Okay. And they both had guitars that were writing music, and I was just gonna like contribute to writing and play live and stuff. Um, oh, okay. But the vocalist of both bands was this guy named Brian Willie. Yeah. Uh, and 
I like wanted to collaborate with him still after both bands didn't work out. And eventually Current's vocalists mutually parted ways. So I was like, hey, Brian, got this this band. You want to <laughs> be vocals? So, you want to be a vocalist? <laughs> yeah, so to this day, Brian Willie has been vocalist of Current since then. It's been great. That's sick. So you can't, how long was Currents a band for? So Currents you... had an old name called We Came With Plague that formed 2009. Okay. Changed their name to Currents 2011. And then I joined at the top of 2014. Gotcha. So like the drummer and lead guitarist had like founded what was basically Currents in 2009. In 2009. And then five years later, I replaced the lead guitarists. Mm -hmm. and uh it was mostly the same people not really that they, they had a lot of turnover honestly did that yeah um, i've been in the band that. longest now oh out of like everyone yeah so oh, shit. there hasn't been an original guy for a long time that's crazy uh, but i mean so I like call myself the most original but, the most original <laughs> but i'm not original yeah i feel like that it just happens with bands not you know it's just how it is it's hard. I mean, I've talked about this before, but it's like it's hard to keep like the same people in a band the entire time. Yes, it it is it's a it. challenge, but yeah, like some bands pull it off. Miss May I? Yeah, for example, that's Sanchez, true. Had like we came as Romans. Like, yeah, they Almost, they right? get yeah. a long time drummer that they just switched out a few years ago. Okay, yeah, uh, but they're mostly the same. Yeah. Um, or Avenged Sevenfold was almost almost right. Uh, if it wasn't for the riff, um, or mm. I think everyone else, but yeah, it, it happens and it's cool when it happens. And I at least like that. Shallow Intent, like me and Ben founded it, and me and Ben are still doing it. Yeah, which, I know. Well, which, Shadow of Intent was just started as like a kind of like a side project thing, right? Yeah, barely. mostly. It, it was like, hey, you're sick of vocals. I have a few demos. <laughs> Let's just release it because it would be sick. Um, that's it. it, it really, yeah. Like giving it a name, giving it artwork. We just like, all right, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. And then it came out kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> some people have heard the EP. Yeah, the I don't think. Is, is that, that's not on streaming it's not like up anywhere besides it is. It's oh, up it? everywhere. i think i listened to it once and i just have yeah. not gone back to it no there's no need to but um <laughs> we we were just so unhappy with how it came out and we're like that wow, could have been so sick we can do it better yeah. so we like wrote more five more songs and re-recorded those five wow, songs and we're like all right we have our first album now recorded at my place sent it out for mixing yep um and all in all, our initial investment into the project was around two thousand dollars. Like all the artwork, all the initial merch, all the mixing, yeah, stuff like that was around two thousand dollars. And since then, we have not invested another penny that hasn't like uh, been just made by back by made by by the band, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I think was Matt your original drummer. Yeah, so Matthew original? You know, the plan was not originally to have a drummer at all. Mm. But I we like knew Matt and we're like, you know, if we ever 
you know, wanted to play live, would like you to play drums. Yeah. And he's like, uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> it was like, he, he was kind of out of our league at the time. Like, yeah. he's among the greatest drummers in Connecticut, in my opinion. Like, Oh, he did. He is. He, he has always player. stood out above everyone to me. He's so precise and accurate and great at what he does. Um, but um, he eventually called me up when I was recording Current's first album in Florida. And it's like, hey, I actually want to drum for you guys. We had just released our first album. And he had, we, we like had him hang out with him still and be like, hey, do you want to look over our first album? And since I'm not really a drummer, do you want to like, tell me what you think of my drums yeah and he, he kind of just like made them more extreme he, like oh, added cool. crazy kicks that no one could ever play live <laughs> and he, he had some cool ideas and mm -hmm. so he wasn't like necessarily our drummer at the time but he was like contributing ideas to that first record and then um yeah he we we became a three-piece uh in 2000 i think we had just released the first single from reclaimer called the gathering of all around yeah. when he like called me so he had like recognized that there was some kind of traction and growth mm -hmm. and that it might be worth this time he had a band at the time called dealey plaza oh yeah that's right that, that, me, was, that was cool to, to us who have like 1000 facebook likes it's like they have like 20,000. They're going on tour with fans like Enterprise Earth. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh shit, he's doing big boy shit. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have time for us. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, eventually he, yeah, it worked he, out where he wanted to collaborate. Yeah. He, I remember him hitting me up, showing me the band. Yeah. He was yeah. The one he, that showed me the band. Yeah. He was, um, seemed pretty excited about it. But, yeah. um, literally like, like a few months after mm -hmm. like very briefly like it he uh got the offer to oh, play Oceana. with piano yeah right I and um, i i literally told him i was like i don't know if this is ever gonna be a real band i yeah. have another band that i care about this mm -hmm. is fucking the most niche obscure genre of symphonic death whatever yeah i doubt this is ever going to be worth playing live you should just go for oceano and because they're actually established and they're not going to waste your time i literally don't know where this is going it's just as there's some demand for it i'll keep putting stuff into it um, yeah for sure but at any moment i was like this is such like a niche thing people are this isn't really going to take off like currents would um so he joined up with Oceano. Yep. He he like agreed with them that he's gonna prioritize them, rightfully so. Like yeah, if they're gonna take sense. a chance on a new guy, like yeah, and they've been around for a while too. Yeah, they're trying to preserve their name. So exactly. Uh, with our first tour with him, we had to get a fill in because the tour was with Oceano, and Oceano oh. didn't want him playing double sets. I remember that. Yeah. So it's like all right. Who that would have been kind of that would have been pretty rough for him. Yeah, yeah. I was, like, like, mad at first, but I was, like, yeah, he's probably right. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, all right, who could play our stuff that's in the area? Mm -hmm. And I keep hearing this name, Anthony Barone. I'm, like, yep. 
Who is this guy? Play our stuff. We call him up, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he was down to to clown. <laughs> Where's Anthony from? Is he Connecticut? No, he's Long Island. Long Island. That's it. Real close. Yeah. Uh, Very convenient. Uh, super lucky that he was around to do Shawn Ten's first tour. But that's yeah. like way further down the line. I'm I'm skipping everything. Yeah, but, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you literally, you you got like you and Ben really weren't thinking this was gonna like. Oh, Ben! Ben had complete faith in it. Yeah, he, I was gonna say, like, I'm like, I think Ben. Dude, let's play shows like yesterday. <laughs> what, what are you doing? I'm like, oh man. I, I remember I'm, telling Matt that I'm like, dude, are they gonna? I remember like following him, like Matt. Are you got you talk to them like they have to. I'm like, this is so good. I'm like, oh, my head's out. Like, oh man, I have to make tabs <laughs> for people. I have to. Make oh, backtracks. I have to like have band practices. I have to like set aside time to make this all happen. And at like the time, I'm like, I think I'm still in college for a lot of it. Yeah. Like I was sophomore in college when we did our EP. Um, and I was trying to like get like a cover slash wedding band going. Then didn't end up <laughs> really? going anywhere. But the drummer, my that friend Jacob, awesome. were just like, yeah, man, wedding bands make bank. We, we could uh, just play weddings and play sets. And my head's just at music is like my favorite thing in the world. I'm trying to have a career in music. This seems yeah. like a cool, like I get to play music with my friends. So my head's in that space. Like I'm just trying to make this work. Yep. There's a niche death genre. It's kind of like a waste of time yeah i guess that that was where my head was at yeah that's like what you at the time you were i was completely wrong and going against what everyone else was saying but also like i i have currents currents needs my attention i need to yeah i'm gonna put my energies in an area currents is already you know getting better and better opportunities every year so just but um yeah that's where your like main focus was yeah right um i get that too but yeah, uh, my my head was in those places. But eventually, I was my walls were torn down by just one, just Ben constantly asking, but two, like the undeniable support that we could actually like sell out a venue if we did play live. Yeah, which I mean, you did at Webster. Yep, and Hartford. Yeah. So at that point. I would be the way I'd put it is I'm stupid not to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I never thought I should do this, but there's just like undeniable proof that if I don't do it, I'm I'm just an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, again going back to Matt. <laughs> I remember him being like, "Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen, maybe." And I'm like, "Yo, you need to make it happen." <laughs> you guys like this is like this will take off in this in this in the metal world like it will do it and uh you know i remember when you guys announced your first show i was like and then then it sold out and then i was like yep there it is this i remember like justin leach you know i've been friends with him for a, a good while and work with yes. him a lot and uh i remember when uh he booked it he was just like yo doing shadow intense first show i'm like oh that's gonna fucking sell out isn't it? And he's like yes <laughs> and then it did and he's like holy shit yeah it actually it really did but yeah, no, it's 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 really rad to see like, you know, it's crazy though, like especially in your position where you were just 
you know, your mindset was like, this, this ain't going to do anything. I no, I'm not going to, you know, well, I'm just this side project, my friend, you know, <laughs> yeah. this is, this is just what it is. This is what we're going to do to, you know, being like, okay, let's see what happens. Give it a shot. Play that first show. I mean, how was that first show? Was it kind of like surreal? Surreal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cause currents eventually w- would sell out Webster yeah. as well, but they hadn't at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a, a weird mental thing of like, I've spent so much time with Currents. How come Currents didn't sell out and this did when it hasn't yeah. been played? Uh, doesn't really make sense. And it's like mm. a little frustrating, but I, I'm just like, it just it just needs a little more time. And some bands do. Yeah. And exactly. I, I always had faith that Currents would eventually like get more attention and just needed a little patience and yes. um the, what? the offers we have gotten in the past few weeks have definitely confirmed that for me oh but yeah again yeah. fast forwarding way too far ahead um, <laughs> but yes i it was absolutely surreal um and we got do you know you know kevin zito right kevin what is it again zito zito z-i-t-o i feel like i do so this this random not random, but like kid, I had no idea who he was. Messaged the show and ten page, and he's like, "Hey, do you guys want lights for your first show?" Oh, and he's like, "Yeah, I can. Like, I have a bunch of light rigs, yeah, and like steam machines and stuff." And he's like, "Gonna do this all for free?" I'm like, "Ben, you know this guy?" And he's like, "Yeah, actually, he he did a show. He's really good." I'm like, "All right." So we had okay, like legit light rigs and like sm- fog machines for our first show and damn that's sick we, we had like scheduled two more shows for new york city and cincinnati and we're like kevin you want to come with us and he's like hell yeah and <laughs> did that and kevin went on to get hired by wage war and enterprise earth and lorna shore damn. And decided to do their their lights uh we helped put him on the map and now he's like a light programmer that's just crazy stuff um but yeah, he he like helped just make us look. It, the show I feel like was a lot better because we had production. It was like, oh, I love production. We, I love that want, shit, dude. We want to like be the band we think we are right out of the gate. Because that yes. that was like another reason I was so hesitant is um, I don't want to like put all the work into like practice and get these songs tight if we're just gonna like play one or two shows yeah like a few people that's like i have other things i could be doing but um for sure if it's like selling out shows with like production it's like all right we and it, it absolutely paid off i'm so glad that we did that um yeah because i remember and, like people like flying in for that show the first show yeah we had people posting about and, it from other uh, states Neil, Neil's from Germany, uh, some Canadian people. Wow. Just, yeah. To, to his, uh, Neil's is a very successful conversion optimization businessman, though. He, he oh. could afford to do anything he wants. Yeah. It's not, yeah. <laughs> not like he saved for a year to be able to afford to come over. He, yeah. But it's still, I mean, that's great. That's still yeah. awesome, you know? Yeah. He's awesome. That's um, so sick. Yeah. But very humbling. And like undeniable that we're doing something good and cool for music. Yeah, no, you guys really are. I mean, it really, 
I feel like it uh you got like Shadow of Intent specifically really helped out the um I guess you could call it the Deathcore community. I mean, I don't really consider you guys really Deathcore, but I mean you you have some elements of it, but like it really like because now you got like, you know, a band like Brand of Sacrifice who's really, you know, they're adding different things in their music that makes it really stand out more and mm -hmm. and, and really sound fresh and new, you know? Yeah. You know, it's not like too new, but like, you know what I'm saying? And then you got the, you know, signs of the swarm and there's so many good bands that are coming up right now with you guys mm -hmm. that it's like, it's, it's, you know, I feel like, you know, you, you guys specifically are like inspiring other bands, like metal bands to like, you know, push it and be better. I mean, because when I listen, you know, I jammed the latest album today because I haven't in like a few months and it's just, it's fucking incredible. Honestly, man. I appreciate it. I mean, we definitely try to be very imaginative and yeah. just continually like not be trapped in a niche. Cause the first album was just like literally as blood runs black mm -hmm. and Cyrus, like all the stuff just I listened to yeah. in high school. Like it was very yeah. like specific, like death, classic deathcore for sure uh, yeah i can hear but that eventually it's like all right well this isn't typical of the genre take a little of this genre take a little of this genre yep just make just put try it together to make something new try to make something new yeah um, that maybe you can't exactly call deathcore but it's definitely not like pure true black metal either it's like it's kind of a little bit from everything yeah, just something influence from everywhere. Try to make something that hasn't been made yet. Yeah, no, I definitely, you guys definitely nailed it. Um, you know, bringing the boy Bryce Butler into the band. How how did that all go down? So not, I don't know if anyone knows this, but every show Anthony has played with the band, yeah, has been when he's not in the band. He's been <laughs> a session feeling guy, and oh. every show that we've played while Anthony has been in the band, Bryce has played. <laughs> um, it's really funny how it worked out that way. Yeah. Um, that I'm, is I'm not at liberty to say this is like top secret shit. If you really not want to know, you can Google it. But yeah, Anthony yeah. Brown got, I'm sure you know. Um, I do. Very, very massive opportunity. Very yes. massive bands to play for. They're so massive that they don't even let him publicly say who they are because he is in a, we'll call it a disguise when he plays with them. Yes. It's um, <laughs> a good way he, to put it. He called me a few months, like two or three months before the, the tour started. He's like, mm -hmm. hey, I got to take this. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be, you yes. don't have not to play with that. Band. I get it. Um, so yeah. we yeah. need to find somebody. Um, who do we get? And I, I was sweating. I was like, we're playing yeah, some 300 BPM shit on this despise icon tour. We need, we need uh, a, a professional guy. And I'm like, I hit, I like look up YouTube drummers. I look up people I'm friends with mm -hmm. and eventually came down. Three guys were like available and down to do it. We had Steve Sanchez who plays for last 10 seconds of life. Now oh, yeah, Steve, we had Bryce from Texas, who I knew. All right, this guy was in the face list. He, he seems pretty legit. Mm -hmm. I met him once or twice. And we had Jaden 
from Aversion's Crown, who Anthony said should do it. That was Anthony's pick, and I had already done two tours with Aversion's Crown. I wanted him to do it too. Yeah. Only catch, he's Australian, and he does not currently have a work visa. Yeah. So he's like, I could do it, but when we get to the Canadian border, I don't exactly know what they're going to say. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, crap. I really want you to do it, but yeah, this is um, too risky. Yeah, we if we if we have to like drop half the tour because half the tour, not half the tour, not but half, like a third of the tours in Canada. But those are like shows you want to play because yeah, the spy like, icons from Montreal, Canada, like the Canadian bro. shows were easily the biggest shows. Yeah, uh, so it's like all right, can't miss I'm those. Really sorry, but <laughs> need like a sure thing here. Yeah, and so Steve and Bryce down to them. Just them too. Yeah. You do an audition with Steve and super upfront professional. He's like, these songs yes. are just a little bit out of my playability at the moment. I would need more time to get them to where I want them. And he's been practicing his ass off. I'm sure now he could do it. Um, but um, mm -hmm. Bryce sent audition videos. Yep. I remember when he got hit up. He told me. Very positive initial mm -hmm. impressions from me. I was like, guys. This is the guy. He this is it. Better than any audition. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't expect. I was like, this guy's the faceless doesn't really have three hundred BPM songs. They they do some fast stuff, but they're not. Oh, for sure. They don't get as extreme as we do. Um, so I don't know if he can actually do it, but yeah. Um, he he sure did it, and I watched his <laughs> video. I'm like, all right, this is our savior. This is our guy. Mm -hmm. We have our first band practice with him, and even more impressed he had the songs even better than the audition vids mm -hmm. first run through of the set was a basically show ready and i was like all right wow you felt that confident oh yeah i right away I, i'm so picky with like i could people. imagine and, yeah, and especially he, with drummer drummers man you yeah you know, drummers especially oh, with the style of music you're playing too oh, yeah. you're gonna Kearns know went, dude currents went through a similar situation we can talk about later but um yeah uh bryce surpassed yeah, surpassed is definitely the word. Um, yep. I'm just not worried. I know Anthony's great. Anthony's one of the best drummers I know, but I'm just oh, not dude, yeah. worried about the future. Bryce is a is an animal himself. Um, he is. People don't know now, but they they will know. Yes. No, they will know. I mean, you know, at the time I was living with them, you know, and the guys in Seeker, his old band, and. Uh, I remember when he told me, he's like, yo, uh, Shadow of Intent just hit me up to fill in for him. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to go do that. <laughs> I'm like, you just, you got to, I don't even care what you're doing <laughs> at the moment. I was just like, you have to go do that. He's like, yeah. yeah. I think he, he had some bro, bro job commitments. He did. He was pretty like kind to. Uh, um, they found some. He got. Bigger choice. Yeah, he got them. I'm pretty sure uh, he found them a drummer. Yeah. To, to replace him. He, he, he knew somebody. Just, you know, and, really and, cool. at that point, and, and at that point, we take him on tour and we're like, we could still probably get another drummer. Like Bryce is just filling in. But over the tour, he's just proved what a, like a good human he is. Mm -hmm. Very reliable, very professional, very modest, very good at his job. Mm -hmm. And did a second tour with him and we're just like, why would we want someone else? Yeah. Yeah. You He's guys all click right? exactly how it needs to be done. Yeah. There's no even, 
no need to consider anyone else. Yeah. Uh, like Jaden is still, you know, in the back of my mind, but I'm like, he lives in Australia. That it's too hard. Cause issues later. He has a virgin's crown. Yeah. Uh, all my friends. So Bright Bryce uh, was definitely the the move. It was again undeniable. Oh yeah, I agree. I always talk him up, and I always tell. I always told him, I'm like, you gotta, you need to find the right band. Because, you know, he's in like 50 other bands, right? But yeah. you know, I'm like, you need to find the band. You know, like your main focus, that your main band, right? And then when this came around, I was like, this is it, kill it. Like this, you gotta. This is the perfect band for you to be in. Like your style yeah. and everything. I'm like, this is that band. Yes. But I'm stoked out uh, you know when you know he told us and that you know he's like officially in and everything I was just so happy for him. He's, he's yeah. the sweetest kid. <laughs> yeah, we're happy about it too. Yeah. Uh, not that we wouldn't have been ha- happy with Anthony too, but Oh yeah. It's a win-win. Either, sure. either way, like the job is being done above expectations. Oh yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so I know, you know, I always noticed that Shadow of Intent did everything DIY besides, you know, having an agent. But, like, was that always the thing, like, in the back of your guys' head? Like, we, we're keeping it this way for the most part? Like, as far as, like, a label goes? <laughs> our, or our, mind, our mind constantly <laughs> went back and forth. Yeah. Ben, ben ultimately, for the most part, had his own opinion. But he's like, I also just trust what you want to do. And, um... There, there was one label that, you know, we, we, we had gotten many offers, but there's one label we always had our eye on that we thought we would fit on best. And eventually we did get an offer from that label. Mm-hmm. Basically the only label we think we would fit on. And yeah. they, I, I said, I'll think about it, but eventually decided against it. Um, and in some terms it's control it's a lot there's a lot of control involved like we yeah, want to stuff um but you know i my my degree in college was in economics and so i think cost benefit analysis of every situation very mm-hmm. uh, number number minded and i do the math of everything yep and like there's a very like less than 50% chance that the band you know business-wise does better with this label than without Mm. it um not that the deal was 50 50 but say it was 50 50 yeah uh they would have to double your all of your sales across the board to be worth it in that sense yeah i get it in in some sense because you also take into account ticket sales are higher and Mm. merch sales are higher so maybe not they don't have to double to make a 50 50 worth it but yeah it's still a risk because it's difficult to measure exactly how much value they're adding to what you're doing yeah because you figure they're going to make you grow but you also are going to grow anyway if the music is good and you're consistent with it yeah so it's hard to figure out what margin they're adding value to it so i would understand if people thought i was dumb for making that call but um i I never thought so. I, I, I yeah, was always I'm like, very, I get it. Like if, yeah. And I've told I'm bands this, happy. I'm like, if you can do it yourself, um, 
and and do it prop you know the right way i, I think you're gonna be fine and this is yeah. like no obviously we're, we're not here talking shit about any labels you know yeah you know there are really good labels out there and they do a lot and they help bands and you know not everyone can front all this money you know what i'm saying like or the band you know if the band's small like you know you don't really have the money to throw into you know print vinyl do this hire a publicist or you know whatever you got to do to really uh release uh, have a proper release but, right you know but i think you know how you how you and you guys did shadow of intent you know just seeing how like it just like took off you know as a side project and it just started getting bigger it was like i see why you didn't sign to a label right it's just it's, difficult to gauge if if we had like initially not seen any value from what we we're doing then that'd be a different story but uh -huh. for example another great label like with a ton of bands i like dream label in high school like i my dream was to be on this label they sent an offer and i was like did the math i'm like we'd recoup this in two weeks and then we'd be giving you essentially 80% of everything yeah, for, for no reason. And yeah, it's like, why am I going to do it, this? Like, I respect you guys. You guys have brought up most of the bands I like and listen to, but, but from a business would, standpoint, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would only be doing this to look cool to my friends. They're like, Hey, I'm on this label. This label. Yeah. <laughs> But exactly. in the long term, it would be like a a poor business move. Yeah. And it's taken time to like, I don't really try to like openly admit that my motives are purely business. I don't want to appear as like money hungry or anything. Um, yeah, I don't think you but are. Like, but like, I'm, I'm 27. I, you know, have things to pay for. Yeah, of course. And it's like... Yeah, there's a lot that goes into touring and leaving home, and all the bills you got to pay while you're on the road, and then anything that comes in your way during being on tour, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of shit that can be thrown in front of you that costs a lot of money. Vans breaking down or whatever, uh, mer you know, merch or losing stuff. Uh, it, it goes on, so it's like, you know, you just got to be smart about it. That's really it. You know, even. Chris Davis from Ghost and Sides in here said being business minded isn't money hunger. It's smart. The sooner people realize that, the better. Agreed. Ah, uh, he's so sweet. I love Chris. Me you, too. You handsome guy, you. He, he wanted me to mention <laughs> this in the last stream, but um What's that? The first few years of touring uh for our live laptop, we were using Chris Davis's version of Logic to run our backtracks. Wait, really? Yeah, because I was too too cheap to buy Logic. Like, yeah, just use mine. Just use mine. <laughs> yeah. So and Logic doesn't limit the number of licenses you have, so it didn't really cost him anything. But yeah, nevertheless, it was very kind of him to. That's, just, that is very, very sweet of yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, he's so sweet, and Currents has stayed with him before. He's just yeah, just the greatest. He is the greatest. I only I did one of these. Um, I did a podcast with him like what was it, like a month ago, Chris. I forget. Mm -hmm. But um it was a blast. And me and Chris never we've never met before. We've never talked before or anything. But we had a blast and Chris is a sweetheart and his streams are fun. Absolutely. I mean, go watch him play some Ghost Inside Texas in July. You can't go wrong with that. 
Mm. Did Currents do anything with Texas in July? When Before I joined, yes. Okay. They, they like were the local opener for Texas. And then uh, Chris Davis cock-teased us. He was like, yeah, maybe you can do a week on our farewell tour or something. <laughs> and we're like, yes, that'll be well, the greatest opportunity ever. Yeah, then, yeah, of course. There's like, yeah, a band that actually has experience got it. But, uh, <laughs> but you know. But hey, he let you use logic it, for free, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally, <laughs> worth it. totally worth it. That's fucking great. Um, so obviously playing in two very well established bands, um, what do you what do you find to be like so difficult? Like, how do you balance both of them? This last year has been so easy for me. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it. Twenty twenty. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have never been i'm just like part of like a machine now and i'm and it's easy to like get lazy and say this thing is kind of driving itself i can sort of just do whatever now but um Mm -hmm. i'm like consciously like no like i need to you know keep putting stuff into this i'm I'm not getting lazy i I need to write yep need to get better at producing songwriting i want to like work with bands build myself as like a producer yeah that's um, great too that you're getting into that yeah um just think of things to stay involved in music um and not fall into some kind of video game streaming <laughs> depression of not doing shit and not uh, like yeah but yeah just continue to be the best i can be that's right time into that but um yeah before the pandemic yeah was gonna be I, I was it's not super unmanageable 26 months out of the year uh there were a few situations where i would only be home for 24 hours or i would have Damn. to fly in t- for like another tour or uh stuff like that or sometimes i'd be home for like three days 10 days stuff like that but Gosh, um yeah um i made i made them all happen but last year was going to be the first conflicts Oh. Like both bands have big opportunities at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow Intent had Asley Dying US, mm-hmm. had Europe, Polaris in Europe, and Polaris is big you know one. becoming like a legit, legit band now. Oh, yeah, man. And so, like, they're coming right, up fast. I need to double dip here, I need some fill in action for some of this. And then Currents was going to go to Australia for the first time. And but at the same time, Shaolin Ten had European festivals, and you know the fest. Some of the festivals were like ten thousand people. So I had to like, oh shit, am I going to go to a new country the first time, or am I going <laughs> to play for ten thousand people in Europe? And yeah, I have to make either decision. It all just got canceled. Yeah, it just all got canceled. <laughs> it's like, oh okay, oh. no overlaps. Yeah. <laughs> um, were you were you going to have to get a fill in for both bands? Like if yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. The like, initial plan, like the secret plan that was never really <laughs> happened, was Andrew Lorna Shore was gonna fill in for the beginning of Ashley Dying, okay. so that I didn't have to fly home from Europe because that's adding a ton of expenses to the current guys because oh, they yeah. have to figure something out for that. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um. Agreed. But for, I think Australia our manager manages enterprise earth too they have this guy gabe mangled incredible okay. guitar player yeah 
yeah, he could play currents, no problem. So he'll he'll probably go to Australia. Um, and so that was like the plan, pretty much. But um, didn't even have to get to that point. Didn't no one had to. So to this day, I've never had to have a feeling. I've been able to play every show with every band, which is that's kind of cool. Was but, Currents kind of like uh, when Shadow decided to like, hey, we're going to play some shows? Was Currents, the guys in Currents, like worried at all? Or were they just like, yeah, go do it? There were, there were some conversations. Yeah. Um, like definitely some stressful, uncomfortable moments. Um, but I think we're just of like a common mindset of like, my job is to just add as much value as possible to everything. And if there needs to be like a fill-in situation, I'll make it happen. But I'm not like ever going to leave anyone hanging. Yeah. I've spent too much time into this to like let anything bad happen to it. Yeah, for sure. But if I was like the singer of the band, it'd probably be a lot different. In my opinion. Yeah, that would be different. Maybe not everyone sees it that way, but like most people are coming to the show to like see the singer. Like not every the day. I, I, I like, I'm grateful like people know who I am and there are people that like come to see me, but like in the grand scheme, the vocalist is going to make the greatest difference in like the live sound. And yeah. And he's the front of the band. He's, he's yeah. in everyone's face. I think she, I'm like slightly know. less important that I'm there sometimes. Like I want to yeah. be there as much as possible, but like, yeah, if something conflicts I, then. Yeah. In my opinion, like, like the vocalist is who people really want to see. I'm just people. Some people like watch videos and are like, "Where's Chris?" And are like, "I have a different haircut or something, or yeah. my beard's like a different length or something." And they're like, <laughs> thinking like I'm not there." It's like, "No, I'm right there." <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no one really. People think I'm not there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> people reply the comment, "Oh, he probably had like conflicts with the other band." I'm like, "Yeah, oh, that's that's me. I just." Yeah, I just like, look a little different. I got yeah. a different hair. I grew my hair out or whatever. Yeah. And I don't That's know. Nice. I'm, I'm just in like a very writer producer role at this point too. And I think as long as I execute that properly, that's most important. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, they weren't certainly not a, the, the first drummer of currents was like the most mad, but he, he ended up leaving, but he was like, the most psych against it yes he he he's super against it um he he absolutely hated it um, <laughs> but the other guys I, I guess had more faith in me that i wouldn't do anything that would you know hinder the band um and i i feel like they're more supportive and understanding but i mean yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, long answer to your question. But yeah, there there was definitely some worry. But um, I'm definitely. I like to think that I've been able to come through for everybody. Yeah, and be able to balance them both. Yeah. Give them both proper attention. <laughs> Chris, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff yeah. Not, nothing against Jeff. Like so, Jeff. Jeff hey, man. Had, everyone's gonna have their. Everyone's gonna have yeah. their concerns, dude. Not. Yeah, not everyone's wants, the same. You know. Yeah. He wants protect it he founded it he brought he's the one that brought me into the band exactly yeah so um, that's another thing you know and like i said like the band's my priority and yeah. then um 
It's totally understandable. Uh, the guys are, you know, very supportive, understanding that I didn't expect to this any of this to happen. That shower intent is like an actual business mm -hmm. that you know generates my living pretty much, since none of it is going to the label. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which so is fucking awesome. It's, pretty, to be honest. it's yeah, it's it's can't make this stuff up. No, you cannot. <laughs> super, super grateful. Yeah. Um, and, but another thing is, back to like the previous stuff, is I didn't want to put Time of Shower in 10 just because I didn't think a metal band could even do that because every story I heard is all oh, metal bands, they all live with their parents until they want to stop touring and then they like get real jobs. They, they live there with their parents or they live in like poverty and stuff like that and like oh yeah. that doesn't sound appealing to me or like we hear stories like yeah royalty checks are like three hundred dollars a month exactly now hearing all these things i'm like well shit i'm not spending more time into like a touring band fuck yeah. that yeah i'm not gonna do and that i like learn more and more it's like oh there is like a business and money here it's just you gotta be very clever about it yeah, um, essentially. And and the biggest thing, just advice to like anyone that's in a band yes. or involved in music is use your not everything you get is like directly paid from the band. Periphery is a great example of this, is that mm -hmm. you're you're given a platform. Like not everything is like what do you get from your royalties, what do you get from your tour? You 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 have a platform and mm -hmm. so what are you doing with that platform? Are you just watch me play Xbox or are you like, Hey, I do graphic design or production or, um, you know, stuff like that. Andy glass from when came as Romans. Love that guy. Yeah. Man. He, graphic designer. He does a lot of shadow intense work, but oh, he does bad. like merch for uh breaking Benjamin, Papa Roach. Valentine. Yeah. He's got a lot of, huge graphic clients because wow. i didn't even he, know that about him. he's he's great Damn. if you have any glass he's like such a great man i um, met him years ago yeah like year like beginning of week are love that guy yeah um but he graphic designer used his platform to further his graphic design and he gets to do two things he loves um me personally i'm like production is my passion i love like looking at all like the different layers of the song and arranging yeah. them and writing them and making them sound cool. And that's like very music related. So as I'm like becoming more better at music, I'm trying to become better at that too. Yeah. And, and periphery, of course, great example. They yeah. just started companies for audio gear, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, they have a specific seal of, approval i guess like oh yeah you you like what they have to say because social proof is a, is a great phrase for this is like they have a proven thing that's working so mm -hmm. if they say it's good it's probably good so if they're putting their name on it and it must be pretty good it has to be of course it it only goes so far if they put their name on it and it's actually not good <laughs> and people find out pretty quickly and oh yeah but if it is good and their names on it and like all right have to buy this product so exactly 
uh, like just take advantage of your platform. Um, mm-hmm. Don't waste it. And just, I just think like everyone can live their life how they want. And what's most important is if they enjoy <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. Like if you want to just tour and then when you're home, <clears throat> landscape or uh, play video games or whatever you like doing, that's totally cool. But just in my mind, it makes the most sense to have them kind of go hand in hand if you yeah. care about like your, your standard of living and stuff like that. Exactly. Definitely some solid advice. Um, let's see. Let's get so you got you started a new project with Ryan Kirby of Fit for from Fit for a King, uh, Our Eternity. How did that form? How whose idea was that? So, so <clears throat> excuse me. So Kearns has toured with Fit for a King four times now. I want to say so oh, we've shit, become man. pretty pretty close. Yeah. Uh, talk to Tuck the most. Talks the man. Kirby, Kirby, yeah, Tuck is great. Kirby, a good amount. Dan mm-hmm. Gailey, Bobby, Jared, all those guys are great. Yeah, they're all good people. Um, but this was our third tour with them. And Ryan, no, even on our first tour with them, mm-hmm. Ryan was like, he just liked the stuff I write, which is sick. I look up yeah. to the guy who's like a legit career cool. Oh, guy. yeah, man. Yeah, he's been doing it. Yeah. I'm like, thank you. And he's like, didn't go anywhere, but he's like, maybe, maybe uh, <laughs> if you write something cool, you can put it on the Fit for a King album. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. And it didn't yeah. go anywhere. That's that's fine. I didn't expect it to, but um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, two tours later, like told me, he's like, oh, the stuff you write is cool. We should do like radio rock, and I'm like, all right. I wrote him some things. He didn't really end up writing anything to it. He wrote like half a song. Cool. It didn't really go anywhere, but then. <laughs> beginning of the pandemic he texts me and he's like hey i'm trying to like keep up my vocal chops can okay. you make um symphonic deathcore i'm like oh god again yeah <laughs> uh, all right it's, it's ryan kirby I, gu- I guess i'll make yeah i'll come up with something so i'm like right. a song. and the song we ended up putting out was like a shadow intense song ben didn't really like oh, but right. i liked so i was like all right well i like this song and he yeah i have this written so, so and then people comment, it's like, it sounds like metalcore, Shaolin 10 or something. <laughs> Literally a Shaolin 10 song. <laughs> it's, it's just different vocals. Did um, you ever publicly say it was a Shaolin 10 song? Did people know this at all? I or think just... I have it on my studio Instagram. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, don't like, I don't like constantly putting yeah. it in Yeah, I want it. It is just like a fun little nugget. Like, like we were picking songs for... Melancholy and Ben was like, "Yeah, I don't know what I would do with this one." I was like, "All right, I get it." Graveyard, I yeah. still liked it, and Kirby liked it, so we we used that. And um, yeah, he like Kirby's, Kirby's had a very interesting year. He he just adopted two kids. Um, his oh, I want to say it's Damn. his wife's. Uh, sister or brother's kids, something like that. Okay. And, so he's like a, a dad now. He's like doing been like, dad things. Up from school, he's trying to make Twitch happen. He's doing really good on Twitch. Yeah, yeah. So he 
um, only has so much time to put towards this, so it did take a long time to actually come out. Yeah. Um, because I think he texted me like April, and then it finally came out. This came out like what two months ago? Three yeah. months ago. So, so if that, I I I was ready pretty early on. I I do my part pretty quick. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you need a song? Oh yeah, give me a yeah. few hours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I have like four or five instrumentals ready for that. He has oh, both. No written for another one but um he hasn't like final tracked them yet yeah so probably uh, like and and his wife actually had um an unfortunate i know emergency so he's been having a really rough year but whenever he's ready we'll we'll get next song out but oh, it's yeah, like definitely. it's like like mixed and done he just needs to get the final vocals on it but yeah, and that's and then yeah. get the next single out yeah, and we might get like a cool guest vocalist on it. Um, people are excited about because we can just do whatever we want. We don't have to yeah. worry about if the music is being saturated by guest vocalists. Like we can, we can do anything. We don't we don't give a shit about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you could do whatever you want. It's a cool new. Project yeah, we're not like trying to build a brand. This is like just hype. It's like bringing like different groups together. Exactly, like, which is fucking rad. Not that we are anywhere near important enough to be considered like a super group, but yeah. along those lines, like a like a micro super group, we'll call it. Yeah, exactly. Like a like a kind of cool group. Yeah, <laughs> we're kind yeah. of cool. And this Not is our, super, and this is our band. <laughs> good, good group. We'll yeah. be good. <laughs> we're a good group. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this might mu- this might be a hard one to answer, but maybe not. I don't know. Steph Beachy asked, uh, "What this is prior is one of my mods. Uh, what is your favorite song you have written?" <laughs> my favorite song that i've written yeah um is there one i really like how monsters by currents came out okay. i was very happy with that one That's a good song um i liked um like for shadow and ten oh yeah let me recall it's probably something off melancholy uh uh, uh I mean, Baron and Breathless came out kind of cool. That's a um, Oh, Malediction. I really like how Malediction came out. Yeah, that's a jam so, yeah. right there. Those, those are some of my, my favorites. That was good. Good songs to pick. Wasn't Baron, was that the first single you guys released from the record? It was. Right? Yeah. I kind of just knew. It's like, yeah, you're like, it's going to go over super well. This This is it. This is it, yeah. Um, so, uh, Benny had a question as well. How far along are you with writing and recording the new shadow of intent record? I mean, I'm done. It's, it's on the other guys. Now we got some drums to record, some vocals to record, but I, I, I try to stay on top of it. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to say 99.99% done just in case i want to change something because i know how i am yeah you might uh, go back and change something around yeah but we have we have a pretty instrumentally and mostly vocally complete album oh, that's um, do you see it coming out this year yeah i think yeah. um it, it needs to it's been in august will make two years since melancholy Damn, time I like, flies. I feel like that. Again, again business-minded, but yeah, if you're not consistent, you're just wasting time. 
unless you're sacrificing the quality of the music then yes. it's not a then it's but, yeah exactly as long as we can collectively say this is the best thing we've ever done oh I'm, I, if we could have done a little better we'll do a little better next time exactly it'll be on the next record um as long as it's significantly better than the previous like one more can you really ask exactly another good question was from paul um if you could <laughs> if you could make another band well yes third band but you do have a third band technically with ryan <laughs> or a project yeah. if you could make another band would it what would it be and you have complete control of it what would it be like would it be like anything metal or would you do something completely different I have no idea. I've always been like <laughs> right. a big fan of, of Drake and Future, but I don't know if I could really pull out vocals like that. Yeah. Uh, it, Can you it write like, beats I, like that and stuff? Like, have you ever? I, I've written a few, but yeah, I don't like, like, not a lot. I don't like say, oh, I'm bored. I'm going to write a beat. I'm like, no, I'm going to write a song for like my established bands. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I can't just like, I can, I can write pretty quick, but I, um it's a lot easier for me to write when i know it needs to be done i, I guess um like i don't do too much like just for fun writing mm -hmm. um i'm just not i don't take it seriously enough and it just comes out like a half decent song i guess who's been on my twitch i like wrote like a pop punk song and i wrote like a 2004 metalcore song and it's like they're okay they took like an hour to make they're mm -hmm. fine but um i like to really focus on every little detail and yeah if it's I'll a beat that. that i'm not sure if i'm ever going to do anything with i don't know if i would take it seriously and put enough effort to like okay. make it good maybe like if um, you came across somebody that was like a good singer or like something yeah that could do yeah then it could maybe maybe then it would click you'd be like oh wait I probably do know Would you some be into people. You probably do. <laughs> yeah. There are probably some people out there that you know, but would need to. I could, I could just do it too. But yeah, I just don't know if I would be able to like, no, it's the lyrics. I can like make the patterns and melodies fine, but yeah, the lyrics, I'm like very uh, narrow minded with my lyrics. I like talking about, darkness and blackness and fading into blackness and darkness and stuff like yeah. that do, so do you do you help so you help write lyrics for both bands you're in i've written or? a few for currents but for shadow and ten i've written some of ben's lyrics but i've written almost all of my vocal parts oh okay so that's rad uh but a lot of my vocal parts i write ben has already given me the song concept i'm just trying to like go on that but yeah i think I got you. All of my vocally vocal parts on Melancholy, I wrote the lyrics for. Oh, that's cool. I, I believe. Um, Aaron wants to judge my lyrics. <laughs> uh, Narrow-minded there. Oh, yeah. In Currents record, the last Currents record, I did write two courses oh, for the songs cool. called How I Fall Apart and um, Second Skin. Those I love the, the latest Currents record. I, I absolutely love. I like the band before, but I, I think the latest one is your guys' best work. Spotify seems to agree. Yeah, I love um, it. I mean, I like the old stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. The, the new record like really, really, really caught my attention. Yeah, the new one, uh, we kind of were 
the the funny thing is i wrote it in about three months it was like between two tours and i wrote like 80 percent of the record in that time um and so i'm kind of surprised that it did so well because it didn't take that long to do but it was nice confidence booster yeah big time right i'm really efficient it like (laughs) completely blew all our other releases out of the water it just got us more taken seriously and stuff like that um but i think there's like something to be said for not like overcomplicating songs Mm -hmm. just not too many different parts not too many technical parts just focus on like what i know sounds good and not overthink too much so that was kind of like and i still like my my approach for writing is still write twice as many songs as you need yeah i still wrote like 20 songs for the record and we went through and picked the, the better ones like i'll never sacrifice that part of my process like if i have 12 songs i'm never like all right, we got an album. Like, yeah, uh, now you gotta like keep going. Ten more, and then then we'll pick what's actually cool. Yeah, uh, I think that's it's a great way super, to go about it. Super important in my process because every every album I've ever released, there's a lot of graveyard songs that were like so close to making it on the album. I'm like, yeah, uh, this part just gets boring. Yeah, I don't know what we're really gonna do with this, or this song's cool, but mm-hmm. other songs way cooler. And everything just has to hit me just right. I totally uh, get that. And same with the vocalist. Like if Brian or Ben doesn't even are just like, yeah, I can't write vocals to this. No matter how much I like the song, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If like they, can't... I want, I want the people I'm collaborating with to like it too. That's oh, yeah, they the have to. It's like if you don't like the song, let me do better. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, you put that one aside and you go on to another one. You don't like it, it's gone. <laughs> Save it for something else later on. Usually, usually it just uh, it never gets used. Never, uh, yeah. Kind of just sits there. There was, there was one song, Currency P, called My Disguise. That was going to be on the first album, uh, but uh, there was no vocals written. But then he eventually did write vocals, and it came out on our next EP after. Oh, shit. And that, that turned out to be that one song. of our higher streaming songs. Yeah. Number 10 on Spotify. Is it really? Holy shit. Yeah, actually, that EP I liked a lot too. I let the double in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, that one yeah. Really, uh, I mean, surpassed expectations too. It's it's weird how like I I try to always have low expectations. I don't any day because you see so many bands just level off and start declining. I'm like, yeah, that happened to us any day. Mm-hmm. So whenever. I see like some kind of exponential growth. I'm like, oh, yeah, sweet. yeah. You never get your hopes up. The, dream, the dream's not dead yet. Yeah, <laughs> but I never. Yeah, it's kind of growing. Never, All right. Yeah, I can never expect anything to last forever. No, you can't. So I feel like I'm lucky in that way. Yeah, even Benny and Marcus were like, "My disguise." Well, Benny said, "My disguise is my favorite current song." Marcus said, "Into despair is my favorite current song for sure." Yeah, that, that's among my favorites. Too. That's a good song. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one definitely. That song rips. This was uh, <laughs> an interesting question from Josh. Would you rather have Currents lyrics with Shadow of Intent sound or Shadow of Intent lyrics with Current sound? I don't know if that makes sense. Who knows? I, I kind of, <laughs> I guess. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever had anyone ask a question like that. I guess current lyrics for shower intense sound. It could. Um, it could work. Because shower intense <laughs> lyrics are very. He it's kind of like old English. He sometimes uses words like the. Mm-hmm. Just like I will not bow to thee. Yeah. Which like doesn't really work in metalcore. <laughs> uh, or uh I don't know if he says what does he say? Uh in Malediction he Let me say. Just some old English Ben likes some... like the old English shit, Oh I know like, he does. He loves his history. Say in like the fifteen hundreds and like oh, yeah. kingdoms. Um, I know he, he can't wait to tour Europe. Yeah, yeah. Right? He is fucking ready. <laughs> and me, I, I like sometimes like go against him on that, but I'm like, all right, if you say so, I trust you. Yeah. Uh, but I'm so curious what this lyric was now. Look it um, up. I have to, I'll find it in like five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. It says, uh-huh. um, Uh, he says, "Until I am but dust." Until and I am but he says, "In shadows I slumber until I am but dust." And I'm like thinking, <laughs> "You just say I am dust." He's like, "No, I am but dust." Like, super, <laughs> super like old English, and it's so interesting because I don't, you know, you don't see that a lot. But, no, you really don't. Um, but he makes it work. <laughs> and I'm like, what? What if you said until the end of days? That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, no, no, it'd have to be. It'd have to be butt dust. That All that right. that line you just said reminds me of an Asperdon's Black song. I believe it. I, mean, <laughs> I think it is because I'm more simple-minded and yeah, and generic than him. I'm I'm totally polluted it's, by metalcore, so I'm just diluting his pure metal sensibilities. <laughs> Caputo said, until I am butt dust. Yep, butt dust. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking great. Um, Benny asked, will we get your cleans on the new Shadow of Intent record? Yeah, I'm I'm experimenting with some some new shit. Um, Bring it, yes. Yeah, you'll you'll get me back. (laughs) You'll get me back. I like that. What's, uh, let's see. What would your favorite... Uh, we had a question from Rocking Tika. I think I'm pronouncing it right. What would your favorite tour lineup be when shows come back? Do you have like a? <laughs> is there too many to me? Slipknot, Metallica, Slipknot. Yeah, let's go. That's it. We're done. Yeah. Not even with your band on it. Just I want you go. You want to go see Metallica, Slipknot together? Yeah, put and on it too. Yeah, yeah, they should. I've always said this, like these bigger bands need a fucking like, especially like Slipknot, man. You got to bring out these young guns. It was cool when Slipknot brought out Behemoth. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they have like, big, big move for extreme metal, both big. US and Europe. That's like pretty insane. Yeah, that is insane. It was weird seeing Behemoth in daylight though. Uh, I've never that. seen Behemoth before. No. Yeah, I saw them in indoors, and I've seen them outdoors. And outdoors, I'm like. Okay, you guys sound good and everything, but this is like weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the vibe. Yeah. It has to be like a certain, you know, certain bands have, you know, seeing a band like that outdoors is like, whoa. I what got, weird? I got just Yuma Borgir once and I literally told, I was talking to my agent this morning. Yeah. Uh, on the phone. Yeah, because you booked I him. Out. I was literally like, um, 
I will throw away all my business sensibilities. I will buy on if it's Doom and Board Geeks. <laughs> I will like throw out all of my like I love you. thoughts about like what we're worth. Just like that. Just everything. I, I need to play a Doom and Board Geeks. Put me, get me on this tour. Actually, yeah. yeah. I actually talked to him. Oh, I was, I, I asked him because um, I booked Dark Funeral mm-hmm. and uh, Dark Funeral was supposed to go out demo. What was it? 2019. And then, then it got rescheduled and then, then it got canceled. And so was this US or Europe or something? U- US. It was supposed to be like two weeks. Very not Nothing extensive at all. And uh, that's insane. But I hit him up. I remember hitting up, you know, Nick and being like, yo, is Dimu? Is it, can we make this happen? You know, for next year, he's like, I, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he made it. Th- like, this was yeah. Martin in Europe. I was on the phone with this morning, but um, yeah, yeah Nick, I love Nick had told me when I first started talking to him uh-huh. that he sound it sounded very unlikely that Dimu would ever come to the United yeah. States for yeah, more I- than a few shows yeah yeah so they do come back two weeks i'm like shit dude honestly when he hit me up about it back then you know it was like you know i'm pretty sure it was 2018 or 2019 uh, i was surprised i was like and i remember i think dark Mar- Mar- uh michael was like only two weeks i'm like yeah it's demo yeah. you ever see them tour? yeah i mean when's the last time they did like a month-long tour in the states i i couldn't even yeah i'd have to I go mean, google for, that for black metal demo uh black dark funerals Dark Funeral. Yeah. Too. Oh yeah. I mean, when I brought when I started working with Dark Funeral, it was when we brought him over. It was uh, I have the flyer somewhere. Anyway, it was with Septic Flesh, and that was the beginning of 2018. Before that, Dark Funeral was hasn't been here in like fucking seven years. I think it was mm-hmm. eight years. So it's it, it was crazy to make that happen. And uh, I mean, we made it happen and sort of fucking crushed. Um, but like with a lot of those bands, yeah, it was dark, septic flesh, dark funeral co headline. Yeah, I heard that was uh, a little 500 500 attendance action. Oh, yeah, dude, a lot, dude, nuts. Yeah, that was the biggest tour that uh, before that was Sepultura 30 year anniversary tour I did in 2015. That was another like the second biggest tour i'd done mm-hmm. so like when we did dark you know, septic flesh and seeing those numbers i was like whoa holy shit yeah. <laughs> wow <laughs> a lot of work. yeah that's like, but uh, sick dude staple metal right there oh yeah but yeah to see demo yeah I, I hope i mean who knows but yeah, yeah it'll probably only be like a few shows new york city mm-hmm. they came to playstation theater while it was still open yep um and like this random, pick the most random band to open for them. Really, Dimu did. Yeah, I don't want to like even talk shit about them because I because yeah. it would purely be out of jealousy of yeah. like why <laughs> why didn't they pick us? Yeah, we would have been so so much cooler than whoever this band was. But it was like a band I hadn't heard of. Okay. But to be fair, I'm not like very well versed in black metal bands, but I'm pretty sure they were from the U.S. Oh, okay. Um, but like I know the staples, Dark Funeral, Emperor, uh, uh Immortal. But Immortal. um Yeah. Big ones. Yeah, it wasn't one of those which w- which was surprising. Like if you're not gonna like bring a staple, you should bring Shaw of Intent. What do you Yeah, doing? man, come on. So that would be like the would that be like the dream tour for Shadow of Intent? 
Like if you got like a demo I'll, tour. I'll give a top five, but I mean, yeah. But if we're going Slipknot. in terms of just like pure, yeah, I mean, Subnot would be great. Yeah. Lamb of God would be great. Lamb of God would be perfect too. Yeah. I mean, I could write a whole wish list, Meta- you know, Metallica <laughs> as if they would ever want us. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, um, which, which is funny. Uh, my, my uncle's, or sorry, my girlfriend's uncle, great mm. uncle, is, na- is named John Zazula. Do you know him at all? Wait. John Zazula, like yes. the John. Yeah, uh, I guess the John. He he did the He's first two Metallica records. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, I've talked to him before. I sure. Tra- I we were we were visiting him and wow. Uh, they, he he listened to both like the unfinished New Shadow and Ten record and Melancholy. Yeah, man, man, Lars would love this. What? I hope you're not just saying that. Please don't be saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Please don't be saying that. <laughs> don't yeah. be just saying that right now. <laughs> yeah. Super sweet man, though. Yeah, um, dude. John is dude, legend right there. That's... Yeah. He he just lost his uh, wife, Marsha, unfortunately. Um, which was really sad. Very um, fucking sad. I met her the last time I visited them with my girlfriend. But... um, I think they... Florida? They live? Yep. They, right? uh, yeah. In, like, the Orlando-ish area outside yeah. of there. But, um... Yeah, super great guy. Super he really kind. is, man. Um, really, That's... really glad I got to meet him, and he he would like tell me his stories about oh man his life and stuff. I could imagine he probably has so many stories. I can't even imagine how many stories this guy has. Yeah, um, like stories with like anthrax. Yeah, you know, he worked with anthrax a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, little Metallica, little. You know, you know, you know what he's Oh, Mega Force Records, dude. Yep, yeah, Mega. Yeah, his dude. He has a room dedicated to like all his platinum records and stuff. Oh my god, dude. Good Le- man. Legend right there. Yeah. Do you have uh, any favorite spots to eat when you're on tour? Dead Ringer asked. Is there any spots in the states that you love? If we're gonna be super or basic, any- <laughs> like easily satisfied. Easily um, satisfied. Yes. Like cookout. It's cook just, out, yes. I mean, I'm just what do you cook out every day? Yes. It wouldn't float me up. Um, yeah. <laughs> sheets, like sheets, even more easily satisfied. Sheets is literally like a gas mm-hmm. station, but they that's have like. I agree with sheets. 100%. Uh, and they have like a chicken tender sandwich that I get every time. Yep. Um, but as far as like a little more, like specific. Of all places, there's a sushi spot in Salt Lake City that um I know you're saying like sushi in Salt Lake City. That yeah. doesn't sound good. <laughs> like I'm what is that? You, they have a coke. It's called Simply Sushi, and they serve a coconut shrimp roll, which coconut. is like um so it's like that's interesting. Shrimp like fried shrimp, but like the breading is like you know fried coconut. Okay, and it has like a sweet chili sauce on top. That sounds pretty good, actually. Oh, it's delicious they have a lot of specialty rolls i really like there yeah um and in salt lake city of all places yeah i know i have to like walk past crackheads and more crazy <laughs> mormons to get there but it's <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth it they, they have lime scooters now so i just ride past oh them. yeah you're this is like now. my favorite story i'm riding a lime scooter with someone else <laughs> in my band and we're yeah. walking by this crackhead and they like try to like swat at us very slowly what was well, that 
<laughs> what? <laughs> like, were you trying to wave at us? Or were you trying yeah. to? Yeah. Don't understand. But um, what the that, fuck that are you doing? <laughs> so great. But yeah, I mean, there are so many like Ryan from Currents, like kind of picks where Currents eats because everyone trusts his Yelp interpretation. Oh, is he the Yelp guy? Super Yelp. He's like, That's like how- after Loden's done, he's like, hey, right, five hundred. <laughs> 600 uh 5600 reviews four and a half stars uh they have like this chicken bacon waffle and everyone's <laughs> like dude let's go um and if anyone else wants to go anywhere ryan's like yeah you can go there we're, we're gonna go here yeah yeah i'm so, yeah, not we, we going always, there <laughs> like what will there see to get like it's yeah. not worth putting up because it does look good um love that. but um I'm trying to remember because it's been so long since I've been on tour. I, I know, dude. Time, time is seriously. I mean, the, yeah, the last story you did was January. You remember Jake's in Lubbock, Texas? Yeah, Jake's. They have that kitchen there. I, I've never I been to Jake's, that. though. Yeah, they have like a kitchen that's pretty good. Really? Uh, oh, there's this Philly cheesesteak spot next to the venue Reverb in Reading, Pennsylvania. I was like, oh, pretty wait. There. I never ate there before i remember seeing it when i was at reverb back in fucking what was it 2017 i think it was on devastation on the nation tour yeah yeah i, I know what you're talking about i mean re- realistically i'm sure i'm missing like a thousand places probably but um um oh benny the normal says i got lou mile in yeah. chicago i remember i got Deep a dish in chicago it was okay I'll probably get something different next time, but um, I'm glad I got to try Chicago Deep Dish. I've heard a lot about it. Deep Dish is pretty fucking good. I don't know if I've been um, to that spot in Chicago. I forget. What's that like? There's like a chain in Chicago for Deep Dish, and it was actually pretty good. I just don't remember what it was called because it's been years. It might be the one he said. It could be that. Maybe it's Uno. <laughs> maybe it's Uno. <laughs> Ever hear of Uno? It's like this little hole. Yeah, yeah, it's this little hole. It's like very small establishment. Yeah. Um, they have them everywhere, <laughs> or they had them everywhere. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? G- Gio, yeah, Giordano's. Gio, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's it. Isn't there like a? F- I think that's it. spot called Giordano's too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Gino's East too. Oh, there. You know what? There's a Gino's East in Arlington, Texas. I've driven by it before. I've never mm. been to it though. I, I, I just try to get Chicago Thai basically. food a lot Thai food. Can because it feels like I'm being slightly better to my body. Yeah, a little bit, right? It's not, not completely true, but I'll get like <laughs> yeah. those clear spring rolls that aren't fried that are just oh, stuffed with like veggies and shrimp. Yeah, isn't it like, like the rice? The rice. Um, Something like that, yeah. It's like, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I, get I love the, those. Uh, I... This probably isn't like super good for you, but I got like the shrimp pad thai, shrimp and it has pad like thai. noodles. But it's shrimp. Shrimp is great for you. Shrimp is great for you. I'm better for you than chicken. Such a such a pure protein. <laughs> Benny said I asked Chris to sign my vinyl records, and he had a big ass box of deep dish in his hand. All right, no, I remember that. Man. <laughs> I remember signing your vinyl at Chicago that, completely. Then that's fucking great. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think he came to a current show and he had like two or three Shadow Montana vinyl. Benny's All right, a big fan. He loves Shadow. He loves Currents at the sub- Subterranean. Yeah, Actually, that was never been. horrible loading. Is uh, it? I've never been there before. 
Except I, the one spot I haven't been to in Chicago. Yeah, one that's venue. like my least for us to pick like top three worst things about tour. Like I love tour. I people say, Oh, tour looks hard. I'm like, no, we got our system down. We all have bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, we all get to eat. But the load in situation always meant, you know. Uh, we have a very easy load in. We just have like true, you don't four got cases cabs, right? on wheels. Four cases on wheels that have like everything we need. Um super e- well not four, but like everything is on wheels. Like yeah. hard. But when there's a staircase and no elevator, it's like dude. Only happens once or twice a tour. And it's not a huge deal, but you need to get like four people on because these cases can be like three. I don't know if they're 300 pounds, 200, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Like, Definitely heavy. Like so, yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not light. And it's really just one case. The case that's like all our amps in one, all the XFX and stuff in one is, is pretty heavy. But the drum case, it's got to be like 400 pounds, but that just stays at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah, um, you never bring that thing in. Guitar cases are like 30 pounds, but one person can carry that no problem. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the if I was steps, least, he said. least so, fair part, the two worst parts of tour off the top of my head are drives longer than six hours. Yeah. And um, yeah, the stairs. Stairs. But other than that, it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and stages that don't fit shit on it. Yeah, like the I tiniest. Space, I need space to do, to do our thing. Exactly. Um, so nothing against this venue. It's a classic venue, but that um Well they probably know this. It's not like holy, you know Holy Holy Diver, I believe. Holy Diver, it. yeah, and Sack. They both have stairs and a very small stage to like not fit a lot of shit on. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's always annoying. Yeah. I mean you make it work, but it's like it's like shit. I mean it's same with like chain reaction, very small stage. But it's yeah, legendary it, venue again. Yeah. And they don't have stairs. The load in the True. reaction is like among yeah. the easiest. It's extremely easy. Uh, but yeah, the the state loading onto the stage is not ideal. No, it's um, a, kind of a pain in the ass. So that that is why House of Blues are always my favorite. Oh man, yeah. You have room to do shit, and basically every venue on the Black Dahlia Murder Tour was it's like I wish easy it was peasy. like all the time, like the the thousand. 2000 whatever cap oh yeah uh, everything is so streamlined i know right and they and they had loaders on that tour too so we didn't really have to load you didn't have the really yeah piece of shit if you don't help the loaders but um yeah i mean i don't even know if that's true i mean they get paid to do it no they do the exact moral ethical i just like masquerades the same way they got they got staff like loaders, like people that help all the time, for the most part. Yeah, as far as oh, I've seen. no, yeah, that's right. right? They do. I think Mas- every show they've had loaders. Great um, venue. Yeah, Masquerade is great. I hope that one doesn't shut down. No, it's not. As the far park- as I know, it's not. The They're- parking is a little, a little wacky there, but yeah. um, it's it's fine. I I love that venue. Yeah, no, it's a great, great fucking spot. Did you ever play the old Masquerade? No, I. I would, oh man. I think- you would have been scared of that load in you would have been legit scared of it i think it was like a few months after (laughs) that one closed was my first tour and our gps had taken us to where the old one was and we were like really confused um oh really and we made it um 
Yeah, we made it happen. Did you play the Voltage Lounge in Philly? I'm sure you have. I played that three times, I want to say. Yeah. I think we've headlined, Curses headlined twice, a couple and times, yeah. ordered within the ruins once. Oh, okay. I say. Yeah, Dom's. Dom has thoughts on Voltage Lounge. Let's hear it. <laughs> um, it's a weird stage. Yeah, low. It, the stage is weird. It's a lot of stuff is, is like hidden behind a big pillar, but I like that it has like that back room for gear. Um, yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but back room was cool. Yeah, <laughs> Ernest's first time headlining there was rough. That was like before we were even signed. Oh, really? Uh, that was like a under twenty people. I want to say it wasn't. It was. I think this was like in 2016. Yeah. So we didn't even have like our debut album out yet. We just had like our independent EP, two EPs. um, And pretty much every show on that run was like it, but it was like the road to So What Festival. Oh. And the South by Southwest uh, stuff. Yeah. Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. Those two were great. Um, And we met Sean Keith there. Uh, he flew out to like see us and sign us and stuff. Oh, that's rad. Um, Love Sean. I mean, I'm sure he was probably there to see like his other industry friends that were there too. But oh yeah, I mean South it, by it Southwest is like a big old industry meetup. Even So What Fest because it's like right around the like the same So What Fest always happened at the same time or like right after South by Southwest or during it. So yeah. So it was always like a lot of industry people would go to South by Southwest and come up to Dallas for So What Fest. Yeah, um, JJ saw us at South by Southwest because uh, we had just joined up with his booking agency at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at the So What festivals, when like everyone was there, like Scott Lee, our manager, was there. Mike mm-hmm. Milford, Scott's partner at the time, was there. Yep. Sean Keith was there. It was a it's a big old party. Yeah, I've been to like five So What Fest. I worked like four of them. Did like vendors and sponsors for them and shit. Gotcha. Yeah, they were. It was a cool was a show. Time. We played like the middle stage. There was like two main stages, and, and there was like a slight small one. Yeah. Yeah, and we are very fortunate. The two bands on like the big stages were like lighter bands. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to hear something heavy. Heavy went to yours. Stage. And at the time, that was, like, the first, like, we, we got, like, eight or 900 people watching us. It was pretty sweet. Damn. For us at the time, that was, like, incredible. Yeah, you, you had a good spot. Yeah. Definitely um, had a good spot there. And it was, like, a, around noon. It was, Damn, you know, that early? It's like, noon or one, yeah, yeah, something like that. Mostly, um, a lot of people would show up pretty early. Yeah. There was, like, a, I think there was, like, one year where people, a lot of, more people showed up later, but... For the most part, everyone tries to get there on time. Yeah, it just get definitely worked out well for us, considering small stage early in the day. Mm-hmm. It's like, shit, we drove to Texas to do this, but then yeah, but it turned after, out. Yeah, yeah, ever like there were just two bands that didn't really compete mm-hmm. much with us, so everyone just kind of watched us, and it was great. That's fucking awesome. Hell yeah, yeah. dude! Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, I've been, you know, wanting to have you on do this. I've had a good amount of people ask about you as well. A lot of Shadow of Intent Currents fans. So I definitely, you know, I've had Ben on here, obviously, and, and Bean, Bryce Butler, the boy. <laughs> the Bean. The Bean. 
Um, but dude, thank you so much for doing this. I'm looking forward to new Shadow of Intent. Um, and also Currents when that time comes. Yep. You know, the new record's still fresh. And anything else you're working on, even the project with you and Ryan. I'm stoked to hear some new stuff from that. See what you guys got for us next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? That'd be sick. And to finally hang out, you know, when tours start fucking happening. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I felt really bad. The day you came to see us in Despise Icon, I was like the sickest. I was. I ever. heard. Bean told yeah. me. Yeah. I was like dead. He's like, I, Chris right is like I, dying. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I got a quick uh, restaurant meal voucher thing and then went right to sleep. Went right to fucking bed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm glad we finally got to do it. Yeah, man. That's fucking awesome. This has been great. So let's go. Let's see. Who should we raid? You know what? Tom from Stray from the Past just started streaming again. Great. Do you know the Stray guys at all? I've never played with them. But no? I, know of, I sh- certainly know good of. people. Yeah, dude. They're fucking good. Tom is a dude. I mean, I've, I've known Stray from like the beginning. I mean, I lived in New York. I grew up in New York. So I was going to Stray shows from when they first started playing fucking shows before they were on Sumerian and everything. So let's go. Let's go give Tom from Stray from the Path a raid. I think it'll be cool um, if anyone has not checked out his channel before. It's always a good time. Uh, he's playing guitar right now and uh, just chatting. That'd be cool. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much for doing this with me today. Um, this Thursday, I have Mark from Misery Index and Scour. And it's looking like after that, in a few hours after that episode, I'm going to have the guys from To The Grave on to give a whole album listen, listening party. So if you guys know To The Grave, you should be here Thursday evening for that. I think uh, we're doing it at 8 p.m. Eastern. But anyway, thank you again, Chris. We're going to go raid stri- uh, Tom from Straight From The Path. Great. All have right. fun, everybody. We'll see you guys later. Take care. All right, there we go. Cool, man. Thank you so much for doing this today. Yeah, man.